Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. The subject, the choice that brought bondage, the choice that brought bondage of the big story this morning. Hallelujah. I'm not going to make you stand long. I'm just going to read uh, Romans chapter number four this morning. And you're hearing number five, excuse me, Romans five and um, verse number 12 through 14. Romans 5, verse 12 through 14. How many will help me teach us this morning? Hallelujah. I need your help this morning. Verse 12, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men. And everybody said, for all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is a figure of him that was to come. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your presence, sweet presence that's in this place this morning. Asking, Lord, for your anointing this morning to sweep across this congregation. Lord, bring our minds together for such a time as this. Lord, because we know that this is a needful hour. We need your word. We need each other, Lord. We need your presence. We need your fellowship this morning. We ask it in that wonderful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. And you can be seated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to kind of just just take a look. Amen. A look back at through maybe just a little story here looking back at things and how it was, how it used to be, and how it could have been. You ever think about, you know, what it is and what it could have been? Have you ever thought what life could have been if you'd have just found him earlier, if you'd just known about it before? Hallelujah. A gentle breeze tickled at their skin, skin now crudely shielded with the thatchet together fig leaves blood had crusted around a jagged rip on the side of his finger she had recoiled when she saw it a strange crimson indigo color that they had not seen before just one of so many things that now were thrust before them in an ugly parade of horrors What a different parade, only a heartbeat ago. 
with contagious joy. The pure and the holy one had marched before Adam, a visual sympathy of animals with sounds and colors that now all but taunted his twisted thoughts. The memory of how perfect everything had been before the choice made the agony of deception more acute. That serpent. How he had twisted words and made Eve doubt the master's instructions. She replayed it all again. What had the creator said? Why had she even given pause at the sight of the fruit? She shuddered as she thought of how many lush fruit trees she had walked around to get to the cursed tree. Too late to redo or reason away the guiltlessness of the choice and the ugliness of it. Only now to cope with the agony. But how to cope when every breath was suffocated with despair, hiding frankly, trying to stop the nightmare. No direction, no hope, no plan. Mixed with the overwhelming fear and the shame was a new feeling, something they had never give voice to before. Hope? His voice and the possibility of maybe he could still care. He was too much to, it was too much to believe they dared to hope. And after failed excuses, with the rush of the breath of the first man, Adam, comes confession. Practice speeches were gone. What could you do in the face of a pure and holy one but let the truth tumble out? And in a moment of vulnerable reconnection with him, the path to restoration began. Aren't you glad for the path of restoration? What a great path that is this morning. And I am glad that we have such path to travel this morning. Hallelujah. God never leaves man without choice. Never. A choice is always ours. The truth is we have the last say in it. And we cannot blame it on anybody. It falls to us. It falls on our shoulders. Hallelujah. What a great, what a great God we have this morning. He is so great. And if I can get all this paperwork lined out here and get in my, I've got notes scribbled every place and all, but if I can get all this together, we're going to make it come out right. Amen. Um, this morning, I want to, Go back and I want to, because to, to make this come out and, and pastors already took us there, but I want to go back to Genesis chapter 2 and I want to read a few verses there as we get into this study this morning. Amen. 
chapter 2 of Genesis. I want to read verse 7 and 8 and then drop down to 15. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostril the breath of life and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put man whom he had formed. Then drop down to verse 15, just kind of so we know where we're going. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. First of all, if I would like for you to notice something, that man was made... Not in the garden, but he was made on the outside of the garden, then placed in the garden. He was not made in perfection. Notice this. But he was placed in perfection. It was a place that was perfect, and all there was was some rules. Anybody ever seen any rules? And, and most time people, we're, we're as individuals a lot of times don't like rules. You know, but they are there. And God placed some rules there. He, uh, can, can I say that he placed them there for our good. Amen. He put them there so that we would, amen, uh, not... It's just like a law. He put them there for our protection, if you please. And uh, so let me just drop back here a little bit and, uh, and uh, check this out. I want us to notice all in verse number 9 also. Let me, verse number 9, and out of the ground... Made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, every tree in the garden, the Bible said, was pleasant. It was pleasant to the eyes. It was, it was good to look upon. And it was good for food. And the Lord give all these trees a man to, to eat of. Life before sin was perfect peace and joy because of pure communion with God. You know, if you've got pure communion with God, you've got peace and joy. But if you don't have, if there is sin in the way, you know, it, 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 it talks in the Bible, says, you know, bring your gift to the altar, but if... But if you have ought against your brother, if you have something uh, with somebody, uh, uh, some, something going on with somebody, the Bible said to leave that gift there and go take care of that sin first. Amen. So this morning, I think the Lord is even teaching us in early Genesis that there are some things that life and communion with God can be a good thing if we'll just follow the rules. If we'll follow the book this morning, amen, God has got something great for us. Amen. It was, it was a good life in the garden when everything was pure and perfect. Amen. And Adam and Eve lived with purpose because they had a garden, amen, to enjoy. And they had an intimate relationship and fellowship with God. 
and, and we'll bring this out later, but just to touch on it right now, we find that it must have been a great time because before sin, it seems like that God always came in the cool of the day. He always came. It was, it was like it was an everyday thing that God come to visit, right? I don't know about you, but that sounds like a beautiful thing whenever if God could just come to our house just of evening at a set time that you knew when to look for him because he's coming and he's going to talk with us and we're going to have communication and everything was fine as long as they were doing that. It wasn't until the sin, it wasn't until they had broke, amen, the, 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 they had broke the law of God that sin coming to the world. Hallelujah. I think, and I find this kind of uh, intriguing to me, but, you know, they did not need, Brother Freddie, a 20-minute uh, appointment for prayer because in the garden it, it included full and perfect but, uh, communion between God and his people. There wasn't a 20-minute prayer meeting. They didn't have to pray about it because they had the master that was coming to talk to them. They had perfection coming to them. Hallelujah. What a great time to live in perfection. To live in that place where God was going to speak to you. Amen. Each and every day. Hallelujah. I, I can almost uh, take a look back and, and just kind of fandom in my mind that Adam and Eve always looked forward to the evening time because they knew that the master was coming. They had never been fearful of his coming. They was always looking forward to it. But after the sin, it was a different story. However, from that place of provisions and communion, the first humans chose a difficult path, one of disobedience that changed everything. You know, disobedience does change things. For children, it changes things when they're disobedient. You know, it's according to how bad it is, you'll take something away from them or heat for the seat, but uh, it's going to change things for them. And the same with us, church. So while the Almighty God's first words to the human were words of provision and purpose, and that sounds great. Hey, you've got all these trees that you can eat of. The only thing that I ask of you, I don't know, we'll, we'll go back. I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but there, there, there is something just great in this. You know, he, he gives all of these trees, and, and even probably Eve had looked back and wondered, why in the world did I go to that tree? You know, with all of these others that you could eat of, and... and here, the only one that I couldn't eat of is the one I went to. You know what? There's something about human beings that you want what you can't have. You tell a child, don't you bother that. It's going right for it. I got a little great-granddaughter that's so sneaky. She'll come to the house and you can... You can plug in one of her little uh, DVDs or whatever, and she'll, she'll be up there watching that, you know, watching her little DVD just as close. 
And all at once, she'll kind of just get up a little closer and a little closer, and her little arm will drop down, and she looks around. And if you don't watch it, she's pressing a button. You'll say, no. She'll turn around, and she'll pull her hand back, and the next thing you know, And it's usually one of those times you just kind of got to pick her up and pull her back away from her and say, no, you're not going to do that. And, and you know, we, we, we get tickled and we laugh at them. Probably the worst thing we can do, but it's so cute. What do you do? You don't look at the eyes. The, you know, you always, I always told us, don't look at the eyes because they'll get you. So, so you, you know, you just laugh about it and you go ahead. Probably the worst thing we could do. But, but God's not going to laugh at it. You, you will be punished. Come on. I guarantee you there's going to come a punishment from what you've done. You'll pay for your sin. It, it will happen. So, but, but there's something about when you say no that you can't do that. Well, I wonder why. I wonder why they don't want me to do that. I wonder, I wonder what that would do if I just go ahead and do that. There was, there was Eve. She was, you know, she got, she got to looking at that tree. Hallelujah. God brings provisions and purpose through his first words to the human and man's, what's sad about all this, a man's first recorded words to God were words of confession. God presents his people with a choice. Everybody said choice. You know, choice means there's this or that. It's right or wrong. Which way do you choose? You know, it's the good tree or the bad tree. What do you choose? Amen. And God could have made a human being with no will. He could have made it like a robot with impulse to praise him like the angels. But he didn't. He chose to create us, the Bible said, in his own image. With the power of reason, aren't you glad you can reason? An ability to freely choose what and whom you will love. Now, he did make man with love. He instilled love within man. And what we do with that love is up to us. Whether we love something that's good or something that's bad. Whether we go the right way or the wrong way, it's up to us. So choice is a big thing. It, 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 it brings us to that place in God where we must take a look whether it is worth it or not. The doctor gives you medicine. It's supposed to help you. When you read all the side effects and look at it, you wonder if it's worth it or not. If you read the side effects before you took every medicine, you'd never even take it. So I usually just take it, and then if I start doing as something starts happening, then I'll, I'll read it. See if I've got any of the side effects. 
My son told mama, my son told ma, his mama said, Mom, you should not sit down and read them side effects first. You ought to take the medicine. Then if you start having something different happening, then go read the side effects. Because if you read them first, possibly you will not even take it. This year, this, this year I, I had an infection, a kidney infection. And uh, the doctor put me on some stuff that you couldn't do nothing. I mean, you allow it to, your attendance, allow it to break. In it, you couldn't do nothing. I mean, period, nothing. It was dangerous stuff, and he had me on. He had me on some other first, and it didn't do all the work. So he put me on this stuff, and and I, I don't remember how long I was on it—ten days or so. I went back, and he said, "Well, you still got just a little bit, so I'm going to leave you on." I said, "No, you're not. I'm not taking it." I said, "That's junk." I said, "That's exactly what that is." I said, "Man, there's no way." I said, "I'm in pain and everything all the time, and..." I am not living with this. You give me something else or forget it. So he gave me something else. Then he kept saying, well, I need you to come back. I said, listen, I ain't even got any symptoms. So I, and he said, okay, you just take this and we'll just forget it. I said, okay, we'll, we'll forget it. That's fine with me. I'm telling you, some of it, when, when it says that you could die and stuff, I mean, that's the kind of medicine you want. You know, you, you could, yeah. You might end up in the emergency room or you might end up in the morgue. It's just kind of medicine I want to take. I mean, hey, when God puts something out there, he gets, he gets, he puts precaution, but he don't want you to take it. He puts something good for you to take that they, you can eat it with, only thing it'll do is add provisions and it'll add strength to you. And then he puts the bad out there that you, you'll know all the symptoms. It, it's it's a not a good thing. It's, it's just not a good thing. So, the ch personal choice, personal choice is up to us. Amen. The power of choice could only exist if there were option to choose from. So the same command in which God gave Adam a dominion. He gave him dominion over the entire garden. In Genesis 2.15. And God also commanded him not to eat of a single tree. One single tree. Now I want to I zero in on this. They didn't in this lesson, but I'm going to do it. Because I think we need to know. If you'll notice, there is two trees in the midst of the garden. In verse 9, I'll read it again. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight, good for food. The tree of life, everybody... And then notice what it says. Also, in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So, let me tell you, there wasn't just one tree in the midst of the garden. There was two. There was the tree of life and the tree of good, of knowledge of good and evil. 
Let me, let me just draw that out a minute. Okay, we have got two trees standing here. The one is the tree of life. Come on, it'll, it brings life. And then there's the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and that tree will bring death. The day you eat of that, you're going to die. So can I tell you that we got a tree of life and a tree of death in the midst of the garden, side by side. Think about that. Plus all these other trees that he's put out there for food. Why would you even give thought to the one? It's because you're not supposed to have it. And notice, isn't it funny that Satan always places himself close to what's tempting you. Didn't have to go look for Satan. He was already there. He was guarding that tree better than she was. He said, don't eat, don't eat of this tree. So Satan goes and parks there because he knows, you know, sooner or later she's going to take notice of this tree. Why would we even take a look? Come on, this is us humans. Why would we take two trees in the midst of garden of all these other trees that we can eat of and there's two in the midst. One of them we can have and the other one we don't have, we're not supposed to eat of. Yet, there is something that draws Eve to this one. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. They hadn't had any problems till this. Everything seemed to be going pretty good till this. Hallelujah. God never explained why Adam and Eve could not eat of that tree. He never explained why, he, but he told them the consequences. Shouldn't that be enough? Yet in our day today, you know, the, the, the things that we can't do, why is it we're always hunting a reason, why can't we do that, or why can't we do this? Instead of just taking the word of God for it and saying you can't do that. Well, what's wrong with that? Or, pastor has to preach on it. He has to gripe on it. He has to, come on. Because there's something about the human being that says, well, I wonder why we can't wear that. Or I wonder why we can't do this. Or I wonder why we can't do that. All the other people, all the other churches do it. Everybody else is doing it. Yeah, and can I tell you that some of them in our own, come on, circle is doing it. But that don't make it right. If I told you everybody in the assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ lives right, just like we do, I'd be lying to you. Because I'm going to tell you, there are some bad apples in I don't care what you're in. You can be in the UPC, the AWCF, whatever you want to be in, and there will be some bad apples in there. Not everything is perfect 
Come on, because it's got Jesus Christ wrote on it. Every church is not right. There's some do's and there's some don'ts. Hallelujah. I can almost hear a sideline, even though there was nobody there. There's Adam and Eve. Can't you almost hear the sideline if you all could have been standing where Adam and Eve were and you seen Eve and, and began to talk to the serpent a little bit. Can't you almost hear, oh, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You better not do that. How many times you've been told that and you went ahead and done it anyway and paid the consequences? Glory. Hallelujah. You know, I can almost hear the other side of the story. Not just don't do it, but you've got too much to lose. Come on, you're going to lose all these trees. If, if, you, if you partake of that one tree, you're going to lose it all. Headed down the wrong road is what you're doing. What we value determines our choice. What we let me say, I want you, you know, that might be a good thing to put on your refrigerator. What we value determines our choice. If you value church, you'll be here. I don't know about you, but I need it. I need you all. I need fellowship not only with God, but I need fellowship with you because I know that in the process of us living that we can talk to each other and sometimes it keeps us out of hot water. You know, how many times have you went to a brother or sister and said, you know, I've got this thing going on. What do you think I ought to do? And just by talking to them, it made you know that you didn't need to do it. You need to steer away from it. Where if you hadn't had anybody to talk to, you might have went ahead and done it. Well, Eve's standing in that place. She's standing there. Amen. And, and she's, you know, we can say we love something, but our actions will prove whether we love it or not. I can tell my wife I love her. But if I don't show her any affection. And, and, and you know how it is as you get older. I think it gets that away. Our, we, we had a busy house all this past week. My daughter was home from uh, Arkansas. And she stayed at our house all week. And it was like. And then, then, then the grandkids and great grandkids came almost every day. Every day. So it was a busy place. And in the midst of all of it, Brother Terry, there was at least one day, I think, late of evening after the dust had cleared and everybody had gone home, and we'd cleaned up the mess. My wife looked and she said, You know what? I don't think we've ever kissed today. I said, You know what? I think you're right. So we took care of that. 
I said that to say this. How many times have we missed talking to God? How many times have we missed our evening open door, Brother Terry, that he was coming to visit us in the cool of the day, and we missed our time? You ever missed your time with God? I'm not, I'm not going to run you down the road and say, well, you missed prayer one day. Why, you know, that, well, you didn't, no. I'm, not, I'm going to say, usually you're praying. I pray every day, even walking. But there's a time that we need to take and have communion with God where we can sit down and it's just he and I. I need to talk to him, but it don't always happen. Come on now. There is days that it don't happen. Life happens. So, if we're going to say we love somebody, we better show it. And I'm not doing a very fast thing. I, whew, I told my wife, I said, I don't know how they expect a guy to get all through this. I, I, I hit the top of the trees and hit it run and forget it, I think. All the trees they could have ate of. I want to go to Genesis 2 and I want to read verse 16, 17. And the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden. Now listen, you hear who he was talking to? The man. Everybody said the man. Men say that's me. Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. All the trees were made to eat of except one. Glory. God created man in the beginning with love. With the, but his intent was when he made man was that man would have a relationship with him. He made him hoping he would love him. And, and I like this. There's, there's something that I began to contemplate on. And I, I guess I never really ever thought about it before, but as I was studying this, it began to come to me that God came to the garden in the cool of the day. And I thought, how precious is this? The garden was the meeting place for man and God to come together. Can I say, it was a sanctuary. It was a safe place that man come to meet with God there. And he had fellowship with him and everything was great until Eve looked at the tree. Ah, I'm telling you, 
We got to watch what we do. What is our values today? And where does our relationship with God fit in? You know, what are, what are, what are we going to do with what God gave us? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We must reject sin and its bondage and look to God for freedom. The lessons that cost us the most are usually the lessons that are most remembered. Should be. If Adam and Eve could have paused the story's action on the stage and speak to us today, aside, they would likely tell us in dramatic fashion to avoid sin at all cost. While today it seems like we make jokes and the very idea of sin, it's even, it is, it's, Made jokes of. It's not a. It's it's not a joke. You know, stories about all abound all around us that testify of the devastation that comes from violating God's plan. Disobedience and sin today likewise carry the terror inflicted consequence of of being separated from God. Because when, when you eat of the tree, it's going to separate you from God. It's going to break the communion. That relationship was, that was there will no longer be there until you invite Him back into your life. That's why I'm glad that he, when He died on the cross... He done away with that, but now we have an advocate that we can go to. Come on, don't have to go and do it all over again, Brother Terry. All I got to do is say, God, I done wrong. Forgive me, and it's wiped away. It's put under the blood. What a great thing. Eve had to suffer the consequences, and so did Adam. God is... God is... Looking to us. He, he spoke to the man first. I believe there's purpose in that because man is the head of the house. And I don't know what the statistic is now. It's been a long time since I read it. But there is a statistic. And the numbers are way up there. I mean, it's between 90 and 100%. That children watch their father more than they do their mother. If God placed that within men and, and ladies to do that, then where does that leave us, men? Come on. If we are the tree, amen, that's supposed to produce good fruit, We've got an awesome job to do. If our grandkids and our children are watching us like that, then we better be careful what we do. 
Did you notice that when he came to Adam after the sin, after Eve had partaken of the fruit, and notice the Satan beguiled, he did beguile her. He, he twisted the word of God. God knows you won't surely die if you eat of that tree. The only thing, you'll know good and evil. And he was right there. You're going to know good and evil. But what you're going to realize is you're going to realize some things that you did not know before. Like I'm naked now. The Lord said, who told you you was naked? Have you eaten of the tree? He already knew what they had done. God came in the cool of the day on this day. And you know what he called? He didn't call for Eve. Who did he call for? Where art thou, Adam? You know why? Because he had already told Adam before Eve was ever there what they were supposed to do. And when God looked at Adam and said, it's not good for man to be alone, and he made him a woman to be with him. Can't you imagine that Adam had to give her a little tour and show her all the animals and tell them what their names was? And You, you know how that is. You know, you got to show everybody around. So he showed his wife around. He had to and he told her what, what she could do, what she couldn't do. Come on. You can eat all these other trees, but this one here you're not to eat of. And Eve ate of that tree. She ate of the tree that God said not to eat of, but when God came into the garden, he says, Adam, where are you? So I want to talk to you first because you knew. Come on. Come on, church. It's hard to tell your kids and your grandkids to not do something that you're doing. Ooh, I know it's getting down here, but that is the truth. We need to live what we preach, practice what we preach. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Satan, he positioned himself for Eve. He positioned himself. He had her in mind. Did you... Don't you think Adam was somewhere close by? In fact, how many times do you reckon they've walked by this tree? You notice that he did not confront Adam first? You know why? He knew Adam had been told distinctively by God in the beginning. The word has been passed on down, or it should be. Hey, if you can, you want to keep your spouse from doing wrong. If she won't listen to you, you can't do nothing about that. But you want to keep your family in the safe place. 
So he, he, he told then, he said, well, said, the woman that you, you gave me, Lord, it's, she gave to me and I did eat. So he says, because you have done this, you're going to bear children in pain. He gave her sentence first, but then he, he gave Adam the sentence of sentence, and he said, because that you listened to your wife and you've done that which you knew you wasn't supposed to do, you're going to make, you're going to make your living by the sweat of your brow. This that you have enjoyed, you're not going to enjoy. There's going to be thorns and thistles. It's not going to be a garden of Eden. Remember, he put man in the garden. But after man sinned, he put him out of the garden. He said, because what if he takes of the tree of life and he lives forever? You think about that a little bit. Did you know that they had free will to eat of any tree? They could have even ate of that tree of life. But they didn't. They chose the tree of death rather than the tree of life. What a great thing. That, what a great thing. God always, even in the garden, left a place for choice. It was a perfect place. But Satan was there. Remember, he's an angel anyway. He's now an angel of darkness. So God put man in perfection to see what he would do. And we failed. I'm telling you, we are blessed to have an advocate we can go to. See, we must reject sin. Disobedience must not carry it out. It's, it's not wrong to be tempted. I want to tell you, you cannot keep the devil from tempting you you cannot keep him from whispering something in your ear. And it is not sin until you carry it out. That's why the Bible said to resist the devil and he'll flee. What I'm saying is, is what happens, we start entertaining what he says. See, that's what, that's what messed Eve up because he twisted the word of God. Did God say that you, you would die? You, surely he knows you ain't going to die if you eat of that tree. And see, Eve, Eve, if you look back at Scripture and read that through, she said, we're not even to touch it. She added that. The Lord didn't say that. So now he finds out that she's added some words and she's not even really sure what the Word of God says. That's where... We as Christians need to study the Word of God and find out what it really says. Come on, follow your pastor. Follow him through the Word of God. Don't, come on, don't, 
don't leave your Bibles at home. If this, if this thing don't work and it's, a, hey, it's technology, so it, 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 it may just quit for them through, and, you know. It wouldn't bother me if it did, you know, but uh, I'd just keep on. Because I've always got the Word usually with me. But I'm going to tell you, if we're dependent on that, we're dependent on slim things. Because it can give way. Amen. Hallelujah. So, we, Satan positioned himself to where the temptation was. Let me tell you something. All of us in our life need boundaries. I think the biggest problem in our world today is our children don't have boundaries. I remember even before my dad came back to God and my mom, for that, for she found the Lord. I remember that we still had some boundaries. Today, the boundaries are so vague. So vague. And, they, and this is the sad part. I think and in the church, they have become vague. Instead of nailing it down, let's just tell them it like it is. If we're not careful, we're kind of skimming over the top of it. I've always, pray, always prayed, Lord, help me to preach your word without fear or favor. Because if you try to favor people, you know that's why we got so many churches today because everybody's hunting a church that suits them. They're not hunting a truth church. What they do is they, we're going to go try this church out and they go and try it out a while and then the first time that somebody comes along and tells, you know, nails the sin they're doing, then, oh, well, I don't believe that. Well, no matter whether you believe it or not, if it's in the Word of God, then you've got to swallow it. So, choice is ours. Do I want truth? Or do I want a lie? I want truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis 3 and 1. Yea, hath the serpent, listen, Yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Hath he not said, you could eat them all? So no, we can eat all of them but the one. Amen. When Eve encountered the perimeters for the tree, the serpent lied to her and mischaracterized God. All a subversive attempt to undermine what Eve knew about God's word and his very nature. Amen. Yet how many times do we let the voices of society and media and people of influence in our lives dull and manipulate our interpretation of scripture? You can Google it all you want, but you ain't going to get truth. 
You got to make. Everything you Google is not so. There has to be some boundaries. In a world where tolerance is championed at the expense of integrity and principles, we must know God's word if we're to remain faithful. It holds the key to following him and not being deceived. Thank you, Jesus. The next, the next thing the serpent done was he appealed to Eve's pride. As Eve began to investigate the fruit, she perceived that the tree was good for food. She began to look it over. You know, sometimes that's a problem. If you... Come on, men. There's a lot of times you can't... There's, there's nothing you do about you can do about what you see. It's the world we live in. Every place you go. And if you see somebody half dressed, there's nothing you can do about that. Only turn your head. And it's not wrong. You've done nothing wrong. You feel bad maybe, but there ain't nothing there's nothing you've done that was wrong and else you make another trip. Got to be careful what we do. She began to look at the tree and said, man, this tree looks good. Well, he already told her it was pleasant for the eyes. And he said it was good for, fruit, for food. It was a tree to be desirable, she says. Now, she, she wanted to be wise. Satan lied to her. You're going to be wise. If you, if you eat of that tree, you're dumb. You're going to be wise. He said, you're going to be wise if you eat. He told her, he said, you're going to be wise. You're going to be like God. That's right. You're going to know good and evil. And that's not a good thing because now you're naked and you didn't know that before. It points out the good and the bad. Hallelujah. So, the most exciting truth in God's big story is that he always without fail offers grace in exchange for sin. He does. Where sin abounds, the Bible says grace much more abounds. I, I like this. I wrote it down. It's not in here. I wrote it down. But I think it's worthy to be, have a look at. Sin is the discrepancy between who we are and who we were created to be. Sin is the discrepancy between who we are and who we were created to be. God sees what we can be. To the woman and the man, he pronounces the consequences of their disobedience. And then there was death. Not theirs, but the animals that they had guarded and took care of now, cared for, became their substitute. Its bloody hide now covers their shame. 
God made him coats. Had to kill an animal to do it. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. The bad part about it now is the story can never be the same. It will never be what it was supposed to be. There will be no reverting back to the garden. Adam and Eve had changed the setting and the plot. But in this moment, as we hear the master's triumph declaration of crushing the serpent with, and witness his infant mercy and cloaking of his people's sin and shame, we get a hold and we grasp the promise of the coming Savior who will bring salvation to all humanity and for all. What a great God we serve, y'all. What a great God. I'm about to close. I want to read one verse. Just, just to call you back again. Verse number 8 of Genesis 2. And the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Let me... Let me re- 3.8, I, I, I meant 3.8, not 2.8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. In the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. He come in the cool of the day, in the evening time. Or can I say, if you look it up in the original Meaning it also means in the silence of the day when everything's quiet, the work is done, and he come in the but he called to Adam in Genesis three and seventeen, and unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened to the voice of thy wife, has eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Hallelujah. It still can happen. Anytime. Day or night. We can call on. We are not, we are not tied on a time and a place. We're blessed. They had to wait on him. Even in the garden, in the perfect time, God was in the garden, but he came a certain time of the day and had communion with his people. We are blessed. We can have it any time of the day or the night. I can call on him because now he lives on the inside of me. They had to wait on him. We have him in us. We have him all the time. What a great God this morning. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This morning, I don't know. I hope I've done it justice. I had so much written out that in no way I could get through all of this and take it like they do. But I tried to just, I held you almost an hour. Right now, an hour. Amen. Let's stand this morning. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, the choice is mine. We can eat of the good or the bad. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to come tonight. Pastor, be here tonight. Glory. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands and praise Him. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, help us today. God, I don't want to eat of the forbidden things. I don't, I, I, I don't want to have an appetite for the forbidden, God. Help me today, Lord. I need you today. I need your power to overcome, Lord. Help me today. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Be with us today, we pray. God, bring us back at this place tonight. Let us come early, Lord, and seek you in the prayer rooms, Lord. God, I pray that you would fill this house up. I pray that you would bring brand new faces through the doors of this sanctuary. Lord, we ask it in your name, and we thank you. Amen and amen, and you can be dismissed. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.